Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. On today's episode, I have Gore head football coach Brandon Tyler. I've never met Coach Tyler before, but when I mentioned his name to a lot of people in our coaching fraternity and said I was having him on, every person said the exact same thing. He's a real good person and coach. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. And here it is with Coach Brandon Tyler. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time to visit with me a little bit today. Oh, you bet, Kenny. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a great opportunity to get to talk and, and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, no problem at all. No problem at all. Like I was saying, you didn't hear the intro, but I was saying everyone that I – because I talked to Coach Beller a while back and, I, uh, you know, our coach here at Empire, Brand Hayes, when I mentioned your name and said I'm going to have Coach Tyler on there, like, oh, man, he's a real good – every person has said that he's a real good dude. So you've got a good reputation out there. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Just try to – you know, it's just the Lord working through me, I guess, you know, just, uh, you know, try to try to be friends and then make friends with everybody and just treat everybody the same. You know, we kind of live in a society now that, you know, a lot of things are looked down upon and all that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to me, it's all about building relationships and friendships, you know, through coaching and, and uh, with other coaches and obviously our players and, and all that. So, you know, it's, uh, it's just kind of one of those things I always want to try to pride myself in doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Now, I kind of did a little research on you before we got – Going and said you spent a little bit, a little bit of time coaching in Arkansas. What what's what would you say the differences is in between coaching in Arkansas and in in Oklahoma? Uh, when I went over there, you know, I had been a in for 15 years. I was a head coach there for 12, so I've always been a small school guy. I um, got to go over there uh, with Coach Warner, uh, Greg Warner, who's a head coach at Poto now. Uh, he and I are great friends, and uh, he had a spot come open, and it just felt like at the time, you know, I just felt like I wanted to step away from. You know, being a head coach at the time and uh, mm-hmm. was able to go over there with him at Van Buren and, and going from a Class 2A school to a, you know, 7A school, the largest classification in Arkansas, was a was a big jump, you know. Yeah. And um, it was different because we had guys just playing one way. Um, you know, all I did was coach the offensive side of the ball and I uh, didn't have to worry about anything on defense. So that made it really, really nice, um, you know. And uh, just kind of got my batteries recharged a little bit doing that. But, um, you know, just the biggest difference, you know, obviously at uh, the 7A level was all the Division One guys we got to see on a, on a Friday night. You know, I mean, yeah. we go to Fayetteville, you know, they had three or four guys. Um, I'd have seen the Taylor Powell guy that was a quarterback there. He went to Missouri and, and uh, transferred to Eastern Michigan. Mm-hmm. I saw him in the bowl game the other day. Um, you know, uh, some of the, the linemen that Fayetteville had, of course, Bill Blankenship was a coach there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and won a state championship at Fayetteville, but they had some great kids. Uh, Springdale Harbor had a linebacker that went to BYU and uh, so again, just getting able to see all those Division One guys out on the field, but uh, you know, as far as as you know, the talent, it was good. But you know, I still think Oklahoma football over anybody, mm-hmm. you know, anytime. Yeah, man, and that's something you mentioned about seeing the D one players. There's just something about trying to game plan whenever you've got an athlete like <clears throat> an athlete or two like that on the other side. It just it it's almost like you don't know what to do. You know? Yeah, it really is. You know, in Fayetteville, the same year had a nose guard that he committed to Alabama. You know, he was a six-five, you know, three hundred pound guy that could run, and you know, like holy cow, you know, what are we going to do with this guy? But uh, <laughs> they were very talented, and obviously well coached with Bill being there and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, it was fun though to, to get to see that kind of, you know, be in that type of atmosphere, get to see those quality athletes, you know, on a weekly basis. Yeah. Now, over in, in your over twenty-five years of coaching, has there been anything like coaching at your alma mater? Oh, no, it's been great, you know, uh, just seeing where that program was at, you know. Um, 
that's another reason you're coming back. They were five and thirty-five from I think 2013 till we took over in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had won five games in a four-year stretch there, or five-year stretch. You know, it was pretty bad. And you know, I stepped into Vian. You know, I was an offensive coordinator for three years, and I was able to be promoted to the head coach when when Coach Fowler left and, and went to Baldro. And um, you know, I kind of knew what we had coming. We still had some kids, you know, but but people don't realize Vian at the time was struggling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they went three and three and seven. You know, Coach Jordan's last year there in '99, and they were 0 and 10 in 2000. Uh, made another coaching change, hired Coach Fowler and myself to come in there, and uh, I think we were 18 or 14 in his career uh, those three years, and then after that, you know, we really got it going. But um, you know, coming back to Gordy, seeing where it was at, you know, and uh, that's what I told my wife and other coaches. I was like, you know, we're really going to get to see what kind of coach you are. You know, it's a challenge for me. Yeah. Uh, obviously, going back to that program and people are like, what in the heck are you going back to Gore for? You know, and mm-hmm. um, just being able to go back to my home school. You know, my uncle was was a head coach there for 25 years. Um, so, um, you know, he had a lot of success, but, uh, up until this year, Gore has never made it out of the third round of the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. uh, winning that third round game over Crescent, you know, getting to the semifinals and the finals was, was pretty awesome, you know, to see our community, you know, our town and school, you know, all rally around our kids this last year. And it's been pretty special, uh, in that aspect of it. Now you've mentioned your uncle being the head coach there. How big of a honor was that for you to be in the same position that your uncle was in? Oh, you know, it was great. He uh, he retired at Gore, and, um, you know, he and I have always had a great relationship. Uh, we always hunt and fish together. I mean, probably a little bit different than most uncles and nephews, but uh, mm-hmm. he's always taken me when he first came to Gore. I was his ball boy when, when I was in the fourth grade when he got here, so I've been with him, you know, pretty much my whole life. And uh, He retired there and uh, at Gore in 2002, three somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, but I can tell, you know, he, he still wanted to coach, so I was able to hire him at Vianne as a lay coach there. I mm-hmm. uh, got him to come into Vianne and help, and it kind of worked out good for him. Uh, he went from a lay coach to being a full-time assistant and assistant principal, and was a high school principal there uh, for five years. So uh, mm-hmm. it worked out good for him. He retired again, and, you know, with the coaching shortages going on in Oklahoma, uh, we were short a few coaches, so I was able to get him back on staff, and he helped us out a lot this year. Uh, so, again, that made it extra special that I got him uh, to be able to come in and, and enjoy this ride because he's never been to a state championship game either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, getting him to to come back out and help us this year was was pretty special. Oh, man. You know, and I, I just think about that as you were answering that question. There, I think there is something to, you know, families coaching because you you hear a lot of you know like with you and your uncle. There's there's several different like coaching families in Oklahoma, and I think that I don't know. That's that, to me that's a big deal to <clears throat> for families. You know, it is. It really is. And, you know, that's another thing. Um, you know, you look at, you know, Matt Weber. Matt was my roommate in college. I've got to know him. And mm-hmm. uh, that's just my second family there. You know, him and Jody and, and uh, his dad. And, and uh, like I said, it's been great, you know, seeing Joe and, and, you know, Jody and Matt all have success at Davis. And, of course, Matt at Marlowe now. Uh, Dusty Raper there at Paul's Valley. You know, mm-hmm. him and his dad are really, really good friends of mine. And um, like I said, just got off the phone with Dusty a while ago. But anyway, um, you know, that, that Rad Beller with his brother there at Washington. You know, you can not just kind of see that in the families. And uh, yeah. you, look at, you look at Blankenship, you look at Bill, um, and you look at Lee, you know, at Mustang, you know, uh, and all that. So it's great, you know, uh, to be able to see those families have success as well. Yeah. Now, who were some of the people that were kind of influential on you becoming a coach and, and the way that you coach? Oh, obviously my uncle, you know, just being mm-hmm. around him my whole life uh, and just seeing that. And then just, you know, putting everything together, you know, playing for Coach Eckert at Northeastern, seeing a lot of the great things that he done. We won a national championship there. 
uh, in 94. Uh, so, again, just got to – and being a punter, like I mentioned a while ago, I got to watch a lot of practice. So, you know, to me, I'm taking mental notes, you know, all the way through college and just seeing how things are um, and just putting their stuff together with a lot of things that I want to try to do. Um, so, again, you know, those two guys had a lot of influence. Of course, the Weber family, uh, mm-hmm. Matt, Jody, and Joe, like I said, uh, just being around them my whole life and uh, – or not my whole life, but 30 years of it anyway, yeah. uh, just seeing how they coach and, and uh, you know, being able to visit with them. Uh, get, you know, get ideas from them has, has really been um, a key to our success as well, I feel like. <clears throat> yeah. Now, kind of shifting gears a little bit on this past season, getting to the state championship game, what was that journey like for you and your on your squad? Oh, it was great. You know, we knew going in, you know, we had 21 seniors coming back. Most of these guys have started since they were, you know, freshmen and sophomores, a lot of four-year four starters. Um, we knew, you know, last year I uh, kind of had a meltdown in the second round against Woodland. Um we were up 19 to six with two minutes to go in the game, and and uh, ended up getting beat 20 to 19. So, oh. kind of left a bad taste in our mouths, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But again, having those guys coming back, um, you know, 21 seniors kind of unheard of for a Class A school. Um, you know, you know, so mm-hmm. just having those guys coming back, and um, we knew kind of going in, if we could stay healthy and and uh, get things going, that we'd have a good chance to to make a decent run at it. Uh, like I said, this all set up for us this year, and, and was able to make that run. Yeah. Now, what were what were some of the memorable moments from this season and from that group of seniors? Not just from this, not just from this season, but from that group of twenty one that you've had since you, since they got into high school. Oh man, you know they were. I think they finished their career forty three and five, uh, won four district championships in a row. Uh, you know, uh, made it to the playoffs every year. Though obviously they were in the in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year, <clears throat> you know, excuse me, this year. Uh, getting past Woodland, you know, they, they beat us out the last two years, their sophomore and junior year, you know, being able to get by them the second round kind of got us over that hump. Um, then able to go, you know, and beat Crescent and uh, Harmony. Uh, that was a big win beating them. Uh, and then, of course, getting to the finals against Fairview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now what were some of the – what what have been some of the keys for you being successful as a coach throughout the years? Throughout the years, because like you said, I mean, everywhere you've been, you've had success at. What do you, What's kind of – what do you think some of the keys to that is? saying, you know, just hiring good people, having good assistant coaches, having good administrators, you know, it all starts with those guys. And uh, uh, like I've always been told, you know, being a head coach is kind of a title. You know, it takes everybody. You know, obviously being in a small school, um, you know, you got three or four guys on staff with you, you know, to do the laundry, to paint, to mow, and, mm-hmm. and obviously watch film and, and everything that you got to do to be successful. And, you know, it's having great assistant coaches that will, that will buy in, you know, our kids buying in. Um, you know, I'm a big weight room guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those guys buying in in the weight room from day one. Uh, when I showed up six years ago, uh, we won a state powerlifting uh, championship last year in Class A. Uh, got all those guys back, so hopefully we can repeat that again this this winter. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know that that's been the the big issue, the, the big factor uh, is us, you know, just buying in and then buying into the the culture change. Um, you know, I feel like you know that that's a lot of it. You know, we had to change the culture there at Gore uh, mm-hmm. six years ago. Uh, we were able to do that, and these kids have bought into what we're doing. Boy, and that's something too. Over just from the, I'd kind of gotten out of coaching for a little bit, oh, from the, uh, for about six years after about 2011, and just the difference in kids from then to now is it, I'm, I'm sure you see the same thing. I mean, like in your 25 years, have you noticed kind of a change in how kids like the the things that you might could have said to a kid 25 years ago to get them to buy in? Uh, probably not the same thing that you would say in 2022, you know. No, it's not. You know, it changes every year. And, and to me, you know, it's kind of like your offense and defense. Everybody wants to know what's your philosophy, what's your philosophy. 
Well, obviously it's blocking and tackling, but offensively, <laughs> I mean, we're, we can't go out and recruit guys for the system that we want to run. Yes. Uh, to mm-hmm. me, we got to adapt to the kids that we got to make them be successful on Friday night. So uh, that's the same thing with these kids now. You know, you kind of got to adapt to them. Uh, you still got to be, you know, kind of be that hard guy on them too, but you still got to love them at the same time because a lot of these kids, as you know, uh, mm-hmm. come from single households now. You know, mm-hmm. they live with grandma and grandpa. You know, uh, mm-hmm. um, it's just crazy how the times are changing. And that's another fortunate thing that, that we had this year. You know, all those 21 seniors, I think I counted, I think we had 18 of them that, that have a, you know, mom and dad at home, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, that's just the life we live in now, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's 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 crazy how it is. But, uh, you know, they may have to live with aunt and uncle. You know, they may have to live with grandma and grandpa. But, again, uh, you know, you got to have some discipline on them. And I think kids, they still want to be disciplined, you know. Mm-hmm. But they want you to love them on the other hand as well. And that's always what we're going to do. Um, you know, we may get on a kid at practice, but I'm dang sure going to go put my arm around him and tell him how much I love him and appreciate him. Uh, before they head home on the, on that day, boy, and I, I, that's something I think kids, I, I think kids just gravitate towards. I mean, like just I'm sure you've seen it over the years. Kids that will come back and just they'll come find you, you know, because you were that person that expected X out of them. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, and that's what I said. That was the neat thing about you know making it to the finals. Um, you know, I had so many guys that played for me in the past at Ryan. You know, Chase would say, hey, good luck, Coach. We're going to be there watching you guys. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had a big big following from those guys. You know, that means a lot to me. Uh, you know, it's about building relationships. And, um, you know, like I told our, our, our guys and, and everything, um, you know, the, the state championships are great. You know, the rings are great. But when I die, I mean, they're not going with me, obviously. Um, but, again, yeah. you know, I just want you guys to know how much I love you, you know, how much the Lord loves you. And, uh, like I said, and I think that means a lot to them as well. You know, we're going to be judged by what we – our legacy and our impact that we had on those kids here. You know, it's not going to be how many trophies or rings you want. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of great coaches that's never made it that far. Absolutely. And um, I've been blessed. I've done it with two schools now. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't won it yet, but, you know, obviously just getting there, um, you know, uh, like you said, we went to the Chiefs game yesterday and was was talking to, to James Winchester after the game and, you know, just talking about how hard it is to get back to the Super Bowl and, you know, and just getting back to those state championship games, you know. Mm-hmm. It's tough, you know, and people don't realize how hard and how lucky you got to be to get there. But, uh, again, you know, just uh, the relationships that we can build with these kids, you know, I think carries on for a lifetime. It's, it's very meaningful to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, talking about getting back to state championship game, and I was talking to Coach Beller, you know, he came so close so many years. And then finally broke through this past season. I mean, it was it's it's amazing. I, I I don't know if you know just the average person watching in the stands realizes it's one little mistake here, or one little mistake there, you know. And in those championship games and those playoff deep run games that kind of determine you know whether you win or lose, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Now. Coming up, uh, not this coming season, but the season afterwards, or the big split is is coming up in two A A and B. How will that guys? How will that affect you guys? Uh, we should stay in the bottom half of Class A. You know, our enrollment's about one fifty. Um, so again, we'll, we'll stay down in that lower division, which um, you know I think you know I think it's great for for high school football. And you know, probably a lot of people may disagree, but again, I just think it gives a lot more teams. You know, kids that don't have that opportunity to go play. You know, for a first state championship, you know, obviously it's going to be, you know, three more state championship games now. So, mm-hmm. uh, but again, you know, if we truly say we're in it for the kids, you know, that's what we're in it for, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but I agree. Uh, I, I'm glad, you know, that, that they're doing that. But uh, I think the bottom half is still going to be pretty loaded up. You just look at some of the schools of Woodland. I think Ringling will stay down. Harmony will stay down. Yeah. You know, unless something changes, you know, it's still going to be tough. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be good for, for everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I do too, and I've seen both sides. I was talking with someone, 
on one of the other podcasts that was kind of kind of against it, but they understood. I, I understand both sides of it. I understand people saying that it might water it down, but I've seen, you know, with us here at Empire, you know, we just moved up to 11-man this past season, and just seeing the amount of teams in Class B even that have bigger eight-man schools that aren't able to field a team because, you know, they the kids don't just don't come out like they do, even though, like you said, your ADM's 150, you may have 20 kids playing football, you know, and that's something that I think a lot of people don't don't understand. But I guess I see both sides of it. And I do think in the end there will be people griping, but I think in the end uh, playing football is football. You'll go out and watch it no matter if it's, you know, if you think it's watered down or not. That's something people are always going to go watch, ba- or not basketball, football. <laughs> right. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. Yeah. Now, I kind of said something about basketball because I was going into my next question. <laughs> I heard rumor that you used to be a basketball official. Yes, I did. I called for. I started calling when I was in college there, so I probably called for you know close to twenty years. Twenty, wow! And you, so I mean, you called, you officiated while you were coaching football too. Yes, I sure did. Yes. Has did that change like your approach to how you handle discussions with officials during games? Oh yeah, I mean, I know. I said being a being a coach, you know, I think it's, you know, coaches want to be. Um, you know, that's what I had a good rapport with, with basketball coaches, you know, being a coach and just being able to listen, you know, and that's the thing, you know, I just want, uh, you know, just officials that will talk to you and explain stuff to you, and, and uh, that's what I always tried to do, you know, and, and wanted to be that guy, and, and uh, you know, I think coaches really respect that. Boy, and that's, I've always said I could, of all the sports, not that I ever want to be an official, I got an immense amount of respect for officials because they just listen to us as coaches just grab, 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 grab. I couldn't, I, there's no way I could have been a basketball official. I mean, it's <laughs> the stuff that I'm sure you've had to hear and listen to. Boy, I always kind of pride myself on being able to kind of tune out the crowd, but man, there's there's always that one person that you're going oh, yeah. <laughs> to be able to hear yeah. talk about how bad you are at what you do, you know? Right. Oh, man. Um, do you, how bad do you think the referee shortage is? I mean, I know you're not in it anymore, but I mean, you you see the the writing on the wall with the the referee shortage. Do you think there's any kind of answer to that? Oh, it's just like coaching, you know. I think um, you know there's, there's just so many uh, older guys getting out and not enough young guys coming in. You know, whether it's coaching, I mean, you look at just at the, in the corporate world as well. I mean, look at all the jobs that are open out there. Sure. Um, you know, we're just the times are changing and. Um, like I said, um, the, the the older officials are getting out, and you know there's just not a whole lot. Just like coaching, there's a lot of older coaches getting out, not a whole lot of younger guys getting in. So, um, you know, it's scary in all situations. You know, um, I know schools now are having to hire you know lay coaches a lot more, adjunct coaches a lot more, uh, just because they can't can't fill the, the needs that they have. And um, you know, school the, the teacher shortage is big. You know, official shortage are big. Uh, it's just not just in that. You know, you just look at our whole world in general. Um, and it's just it's, it's kind of a scary time that we're living in. Yeah. Now to kind of I'm kind of jumping around here, but to kind of jump back into Gore football, where um, where where does Gore go from here, football wise? You know, we we've been pretty successful uh, with our junior high the last few years. Obviously, we're going to have to rebuild. Got our quarterback Noah Cooper coming back. Uh, he rushed for 1500, and uh, our season threw for over 1500, rushed for over 1200 this year. Uh, so do you start with him? Uh, we got three good receivers coming back. I uh, got one lineman, so again, we've got to kind of rebuild our offensive line. But 
Um, like I said, it goes back to that buy-in. You know, those kids have bought in. Got, um, you know, we have about 15 eighth graders going to be freshmen uh, coming up next year. So a lot of those guys are going to see a lot of playing time. Um, but again, it's just uh, just got to keep going. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that old saying, you know, tradition never graduates. So hopefully, we got that tradition going right now. Uh, these kids can live off of what those guys have taught them, and uh, can you know fly right on into their footsteps and keep on rolling. Absolutely, and you know, and that's something I think a lot of people kind of overlook. They'll just see the fact that you, that you're graduating 21 seniors and be like, "Oh, next year's going to be a down year." We've had to deal with that. It seems like every year here, it's like you know that that's the success that those 21 seniors had. I don't think people realize the amount of uh, residue that they're going to leave behind. That successful residue that's going to you know be picked up by the younger kids if they choose to. You know, we've been fortunate right. enough here that those kids have kind of bought in hey we can do this just like the group in front of us did you know so exactly you know it's um and plus this year you know we got that extra five weeks with another half of a year so those younger guys got you know five more weeks of practice got five more games and uh, they were very mm-hmm. fortunate they got to play quite a bit throughout the year um so again they got some some good good playing time there uh throughout the year and um it's not like they're going to be thrown out to the wolves so that, that they'll uh they'll be good and uh, i'm just looking forward to it to kind of see you know, where they're going to be. Um, same thing, you know, when I was in Vianne in 2012, uh, we graduated Rob Boyd, which went to Tulsa and played, graduated, you know, about 15 seniors there. Um, and everybody thought, oh, Vianne's going to be down. Well, the next year we're 13-0 and going to the semifinals again, mm-hmm. you know. So, again, it's just a, just uh, those kids start believing, and uh, that's 99% of it, you know, and oh, yeah. it's getting that mental aspect, and they believe they can go win, and, and that's usually what happens. Absolutely, absolutely. Now i got one final question for you. I always try to end on something kind of lighthearted. <clears throat> what do you think is the toughest-sounding school and mascot in Oklahoma? Because, I mean, I, I love the name Gore. You know, I, that's just a tough, mean-sounding school name. You can, you can, you can play with that. What, what would you say is the toughest, meanest-sounding school and mascot in Oklahoma? Oh, man. Uh, Ironheads have always been kind of in the back of my mind. You follow. Uh, you know, yeah. you look at them and the, the success they've always had over there and the athletes they, they've put out, you know, and you said name Ironhead. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, it's kind of always stuck in my mind as one of those. Um, that That's just a hard-nosed school, and, and uh, I guess that probably has to be my pick. Yeah. Well, I, I always kind of dra- gravitate towards war dogs. I don't know. I just That's just – and that, that their name, Miami? Miami Warlords? Miami Warlords, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. <laughs> well, Coach, man, I, I appreciate you visiting with me a little bit today, and uh, good luck on the season coming up in 2023. Hey, I appreciate it, Kenny. Thank you for having me on today. It's been awesome. Thanks to Coach Tyler again for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. A new episode comes out every Sunday at 10 a.m. on your favorite podcasting site. And while you're there, subscribe and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the coaches. And that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.